Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. This is the word of God. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Let's pray. Lord God, this is your inerrant word, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And we pray that you would prepare us now to come before you and fill us with your spirit, that we might understand your word and rejoice in our salvation in Jesus Christ. And we pray in his name, amen. Well, this will be uh, the sixth, I believe, sixth time this year that we're looking at a phrase, a short phrase from the Apostles' Creed. And before we uh, say that together, and uh, before we come to the table of the Lord, and we have already covered uh, the first uh, parts, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. And the previous parts, those previous parts about the Lord, uh, the parts that said, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, those parts were about who Jesus uh, is, uh, his person. But now today I'd like to think just for a few minutes about the meaning and the significance of the phrase uh, suffered under Pontius Pilate and about what he did, in other words, his work. And I think many people wonder why, why is Pilate mentioned in the creed? Uh, we don't think about it that often, but why was he put there? Why was it added uh, as the creed was developed? Uh, three brief ideas on that. First, it's a fact of history. Jesus died at a particular time and a place in history under the jurisdiction of Pontius Pilate, uh, who was the procurator or the governor of Judea at the time. It was uh, between 26 and 36 AD, which was the first 10 years of Emperor Tiberius. So it's very clear when Jesus came. Jesus was born in history, and he lived in history. He died in history. He rose from the grave in history. He will have dominion progressively in history, and he is king over history. And it's good also to note uh, that there are two historical figures besides Jesus uh, mentioned in the creed. There's Mary at the beginning uh, of his life on earth and Pilate at the end of his life. Well, secondly, uh, it's important, I believe, for us always to be reminded of the reality of the physical suffering of our Lord for us during his life and before the cross. Uh, the Shorter Catechism states, Christ's humiliation consisted in his being born, and that in a low condition, made under the law, undergoing the miseries of this life. So our Lord knew the miseries of this life. He suffered just because he became a man, and he lived in a very crude environment and around sinful people. The Heidelberg Catechism says this about his suffering. Throughout his life on earth, but especially at the end of it, Jesus Christ bore in body and soul the wrath of God against the sin of the whole human race so that by his suffering, as the only expiatory sacrifice, he might redeem our body and soul from everlasting damnation and might obtain for us God's grace, righteousness, and eternal life. So the first part of that said throughout his life on earth, but especially at the end of it, Jesus Christ bore in body and soul the wrath of God against sin for the whole human race. 
And then third, we're reminded, I think, uh, because of Pilate's being included in the creed, we're reminded when we say this part of the creed uh, of who the true king is, who the true king is, and, who, and he is the king over the, the eternal kingdom. Pilate, of course, represented the government, the world power of that time. Uh, he represented them, uh, but, and he met Jesus face to face, who is the representative and world and king of the true and everlasting kingdom. A Pilate and the kingdom he represented are no longer. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He is victorious. In Psalm 145, we read, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. Isaiah 9 says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Luke 1 says, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. And it appeared, I suppose, to the world and probably to Pilate and the Jews around him at that time that Pilate was the one who uh, had decided that Jesus should suffer and die. But as Jesus told Pilate, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. And in Acts 2, Peter told the Jews that uh, Jesus was delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. And then later in Acts 4, Peter, uh, in his prayer to the Father, said, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. So, our Lord willingly went through the horrible suffering for us, before the cross and on the cross, because of the covenant of redemption made in the Godhead before time, and this revealed his grace and his love and his justice. Jesus bore the wrath of God and the curse for our breaking of his law by suffering physically and in his soul. In Hebrews 12, as we read earlier, it says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and all the suffering that uh, led up to the cross. So as we say the Apostles' Creed this morning uh, and then come to the table of the Lord, we are declaring that we believe that Jesus suffered for us and we're remembering that he was condemned to death for us to pay for our sin. And he went through the agony and the humiliation of the cross where his body was broken and his blood was shed for us. And he is the victorious king over an, and he is over an everlasting kingdom. So brothers and sisters, let's declare what we believe together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do praise you for sending your Son. And Lord Jesus, we praise you for living among us and suffering for us. And Father and Son, we praise you for sending the Holy Spirit. We worship you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for this weekly reminder of your sufferings and of your eternal kingdom and your victory. And in the name of Jesus, the suffering servant and victorious king, we pray.
Amen.